welcome to Don't Worry You're Enough podcast. I'm Diane Roberts. And I'm Michaela Bennett. Hi, friends. Hi. Welcome back. So this episode, we wanted to talk about our faith journey and what that was and the process because... I always find these super interesting. Maybe, maybe you don't. I, I always think it's, I always love to know how oh, me too. people, how people found Christ, how they either transitioned or grew up or any of that. That always was super interesting to me. So yeah, I'll start. I yeah, go always, ahead. Sorry. I, mean I did to a disclaimer last week. And so I figured I might as well just disclaimer yeah. is my bit in this thing. Yeah. Even if you ascribe to faith, you don't at all, or you're somewhere in the middle, I think that this conversation can help. And our two upbringings were completely different. And where we ended up now versus kind of how we got started is wildly different, but also it's encouraging because it's, we're human. And Mm -hmm. yeah, we might need to reword that, but. That's okay. I think what you're trying to say is, is, yeah, interpret what I'm saying. <laughs> is <laughs> what I believe you're trying to say is that regardless of where you are in your personal journey, whether you believe in God or not, whether you believe in a higher power or not, that this journey can be interesting and can and can connect with you in some way of I, I mean I personally think there should you should believe in a higher power that that it, that <laughs> makes it difficult for me to understand how life can, how you can live your life if you don't believe in a higher power. But that's sort of, <laughs> I don't know if that's for this conversation or another conversation. Part two, definitely, if we don't yeah. touch on it today. But no, I think you're interpreting that's, me exactly right. Yeah. It, yes. That yeah. we all have a different path that we follow, but yeah. this specifically, or that we've been down, but this specifically covers yeah. that journey. Yes. So I'll go ahead and kick things off. So I represent the group of people who were born and raised in church my entire young life up until the time that I was an adult. So specifically, I grew up in a denomination of um, Pentecostals, and it was the Assemblies of God Church. That will mean nothing to non-church people, and that's okay. But Pentecostal by default is, um, well, many aspects to it, but we believed everything the Bible said. And Literally? so we were more, so I'll say yes, there's a couple of caveats, but we didn't, t- well, most things you took like literal and some things obviously like <laughs> if you read it. representative or symbolic. Yeah, okay. yeah. But everything was, we were more or less like evangelicals. I was going to say, is it? It was in, it was that camp. Okay. Um, so there's like reserved churches. There's kind of more expressive churches. So my upbringing was a little bit more expressive, but honestly, like church for me growing up was really fun. It was fun to just go somewhere and hear cool Bible stories and like be with kids my own age and like sing. And that was just super fun. Yeah. I really, did you go to church all the time? Like all the all, every... dang time. Okay. I tried to tell my mom she needed, like, Sunday school started at 9 and regular church started at 10. I was like, mother, Pentecostals do not start on time. I can sleep in an extra 15 minutes. Never worked. <laughs> but just Sundays or did you go during the week So too? back in the day, it was Sunday morning, 
uh, Sunday night, and then Wednesdays were uh, it was more or less like youth group night was on Wednesdays. Sure. So yeah, it was at least three times a week, and then definitely two. And if you don't do anything else, like your butt's in the seat on Sunday morning, like no questions asked. <laughs> so other than that, it was kind of like, do we have to go like every week growing up? And the answer was yes, unless you're dead or dying. Mm-hmm. Um, you were you were there. So. I started, it's hard to say growing up in a church. My parents are Catholic. They, our family was Catholic. I honestly, as a kid, thought everyone was Catholic. I grew up in Toledo and there's a lot of Catholic churches there. I assumed everyone was Catholic. And and maybe that is because Toledo is, you know, there's, I just assumed everyone was Catholic. (laughs) I don't know why. And then I came to Cleveland and I'm like, no one's Catholic here. It's so crazy. (laughs) I just assumed everyone's Catholic. I think it's because it has a lot of Polish people in, uh, (laughs) Polish and Germans in Toledo, but grew up Catholic. So you're baptized as a baby. You're baptized in the church really young. You go through confirmation um, when you're in eighth grade, which just confirmed. Honestly, I don't even know what, I hate to say it, but I honestly don't even know what confirmation means. I don't know that anyone takes it seriously at 14 years old. I could be wrong, could be totally wrong, but I didn't. I didn't totally understand what it was. And then, um, oh, you get to first communion, which is they don't, uh, before second grade, they don't want kids to get communion in Catholicism. So you have to, it's like a dedication and sort of your, when you're in second grade, it's first communion and then confirmation when you're in eighth grade. And I went through Catholic school and Catholic high school and we would go to church every Sunday, whether we wanted to or not on every Friday at school, we would go to church too. So because we were a Catholic school, we would also take religion courses as well, which were never, were just, ne- I just never thought it was like chronological. It never really made any sense to me. So that's sort of getting beyond what we're talking about right now. But that's how I started was in the Catholic church. And then I uh, once I went to college, I, or in high school, I sort of stepped away from Catholicism and just basically told my parents, I'm not going to church anymore. That's why I thought it was funny. You were like, I really liked going to church. I never liked going to church. I always thought it was a chore. I never enjoyed it. I never got anything out of it. I never really, and uh, nothing was really ingrained in me in terms of what it was about. Had no idea. I didn't feel like it was very biblical. I didn't really learn a lot about the Bible. I really didn't. It was just sort of like, these are the moves, the smells and bells, they call it, that you do. (laughs) These are the moves that you do. And this, you follow this structure, which Mm -hmm. is very comforting to a lot of people to have this very traditional thing. But to me, I really didn't get a lot out of it. So that's where I came from. Yeah. I didn't think it was until I was about 18 that I stopped going to the church that I grew up in. And of course, college, I had to move away. And so I think everyone maybe goes through this, at least in college, where you're cognizant enough of yourself and the world around you and you've been forming opinions and, again, having labels put on you when you're young by because you're not, you know, old enough to 
know things or be aware fully. And um, so I actually kind of broke away. I was very much like the church girl, especially like in the early, early 2000s. It kind of got to a point where, and I think everyone goes through this, whether it's a very specific season, but I think our entire lives, we really ask like, what do I believe and who do I mm-hmm. believe in? Who or what do I believe in? Mm-hmm. And so that was a lovely transition time for me in college. And it was like, yeah, you kind of believed, but like, again, you didn't. I think now looking back, I kind of attribute it to being my parents' religion. And it was something that because I was raised in their house and obviously their daughter, like I had to, like there was at 5, 10, 12 years old, like I didn't know enough to be like, I don't want to go because it was, it was, it was very fun as, as a kid. There was a lot of fun things, but then it's kind of like, okay, I've been raised this way because people told me that I need to be here. And to listen to the teaching. Yeah, and, you start to form opinions. You start to yeah. ask questions. Yeah, and, so I think the college yeah. age years are kind of that come to Jesus moment, whether you literally do or, or mm-hmm. you don't, but just kind of, yeah, figuring stuff out. So I remember asking my mom, <laughs> I remember telling my mom one time, I think I was... I think I might have been in junior high and I said something to my mom and I said, so if you're not familiar, most people are familiar with Catholicism because it's a huge religion, but that they actually believe that when they take the Eucharist, the host and the wine, that it is the body and blood of Christ. That is their, uh, that is their sort of baseline through line of their religion is it's not a symbol it's not a representation it is actual Mm. and i remember saying to her i go so this is just you know you don't really think that do you and she goes what (laughs) i said yeah you don't really think that do you this is just a representation and she's like well then that's all we believe in catholic not all we believe but that that's a big big thing in Catholicism so if you don't believe that then that's a huge problem and I said no I think it's a symbol I think it's a representation and she was just like this is (laughs) who is this child of mine (laughs) we were we were raised that it's a representation it's a symbol um and that's really weird for people who have not grown up like Christian or Catholic in order to be like Wait, the actual blood and body of someone? And I, I once had a pastor that said, I mean, yeah, try to explain, you know, Christianity and faith to people. They're like, body and blood, peace out. I'm out. Thanks. No thanks. Mm-hmm. Like, it is weird, like, hearing it for the first time or understanding the why behind the what. So I totally, it's trippy sometimes to be like, yeah, we do. That. Like, sorry, you do what? Yeah, it was. <laughs> so I to continue on on the journey here is for me I like you said college I didn't so I think for me specifically it wasn't until I got to college that I started questioning things and started asking questions and wanting to get more involved in a different type of church and so I remember going to a church in town and it was a non-denominational church and it was like loud music and it was this different vibe and this different feel and for me I was like wow this is (laughs) crazy how are you able to have this in church this is so wild to me and for some reason 
it just connected with me and in, in a just I connected with it in a in a, in a in a very deep way. And I just felt like this, these are my people. Like this is, this is more of how I'm going to connect. And so for me specifically, I connected and, and sort of rededicated whatever you want to call it, reborn, whatever. I would say it was when I was about 21. And I know specifically where I was. I was <laughs> in a community college. Uh, between colleges and I was going to school at a community college and I remember this is like early 2000s and I remember <clears throat> listening to Hands and Feet by Audio Adrenaline I just yes. loved Audio Adrenaline and Switchfoot was really popular at the time and I remember th- I wrote it down because I just so Switchfoot really had a song called Dare You to Move yes back, back in the yes. early 2000s and it yes. says and this was this I just remember being like this is crazy and just being so overwhelmed it says maybe redemption has stories to tell maybe forgiveness is right where you fell where can you run to escape from yourself where are you gonna go salvation is here and everyone's singing that if you know that song drum break (laughs) salvation is here so electric guitar i remember that very very specifically that it was yeah. it was a knock 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 you know diane hey i've been trying to reach you for 21 years mm-hmm. and i'm going to reach you through music and that was that was my connection personally that's awesome i love it it's quite funny when i was 21 i was still on the fence but i think i had jumped off the fence and kind of went to the other side if you're anything like me and have known about Christian faith or even Catholicism, one of my main struggles, and I think I'll struggle with this the rest of my life, is believing in a God I can't see. And that's a whole other podcast episode of just other, it's blind faith. Yeah. It's really hard. Like it's really hard. And so in college, I always still believed in God in case I ever needed fire insurance. (laughs) But I didn't go to church. I wasn't, I wasn't really, like, you couldn't tell. Like, if I told you I was, then I would be giving a really bad representation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was just like, hey, I'm away from my upbringing. I can do what I want, be who I want. Yeah, that's really kind of where I backslided as a Christianese term, where it is, you do exactly what it says. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what were some things that you struggled? Well, you, you were kind of reborn into this at 21, but like what oh, yeah, were it your... Yeah, it didn't get easier by any right. stretch of the imagination. It actually got worse. Once you become aware and you become aware of your actions, of the way you treat people, of this blind faith, you continue to ask questions. And I think that's where even in the church that I was in that I was getting a lot of feedback from people saying, you can't question things, Diane. You can't keep questioning these things. Because I would always Mm. be the one that would say, well, this doesn't make sense. Or I was thinking, even going through the Bible, you know, when you do these small groups, which are just, you know, smaller groups of people within a church that'll get together and go through Bible, go through books of the Bible or go through verses or things. And it's a great social 
construct to have and, and things like that. But I, I would always, my struggle was I always had people say, you can't do that. You can't question mm. things. And I think that's how you learn. And everyone coming into a church is coming, like you said, from different roads. So we're all coming into this. Why can't we discuss it? And so, you know, coming a non-denominational church has a lot of different views in it. There's people yeah. coming from all different types of backgrounds and religions are kind of coming into this religion. So my constant struggle is even to this day, I feel that as I, you know, we talked about before, I'm going through the Bible chronologically. I still struggle with um, what is this all for? And I know that's a deep philosophical question that is. But is, I think we've all asked it. We all asked. So I think we're, we're, we're asking the right questions. Is what is it all for? And is, and, and am I, am I, <laughs> am I praying to a big ball in the sky? Is this real? You know, especially when people that we love pass away, I constantly think about like, where are they going? Like what is happening? And, and I question things all the time. And based on what I believe to this day, I think God wants us to question things too. He wants us to investigate, to to learn more to obviously he wants us to have faith and to trust in him and trust that's that's constant that's a constant message in the bible yep. is is the faith yep. and the trust but yeah i i struggle every day with well this didn't literally happen right this didn't is this is a representation this story is a symbol this is allegory this is this and and some people would come back to you and say no you're supposed to accept that 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 really happened that he really did walk on water that he really did heal these people and and there are personal accounts there's obviously multiple books that just de that describe these things so i'm like but <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's the human part, you know, of our brains. That's the human nature for us to question. It's the human nature. But I think that's where a lot of the religions and people in general kind of conflict is, is, is we need to, there are, there are parties that are, we need to accept things at all costs and don't question anything. And then there's the other party yeah. that is, let's question everything, you know, what's there to, or be like Bob Goff and just go love everybody. That's his yes. message is like, quit, quit thinking about all this stuff and just go love yeah. everybody. And I think yeah. that's, there's a lot of truth to that too. Just quit thinking about all this stuff and just love everyone and be a yeah. good person. But what are we being a good person for, for ourselves? Exactly. You know, so then that it, was... it like cycles into all this stuff. I know it's terrible. Sorry. No, it's, we talk about this a lot, especially off air, um, but do you remember that one conversation at work where we were like, what happens when we die? I know. <laughs> we literally had to go think about like bunnies jumping in fields because we got so into it. We like, okay, we need yes, to come back. Like, I remember that. Just, just asking like, I'm like, I'm just heck? trying to eat my peanut butter sandwich. And now we're talking about death. We and went, dying, and we I'm went like, so someone... deep. Like we didn't take a <laughs> flashlight. Like we didn't bring a rope. We like just dug and kept going. But it's but yeah, good to have those convos, though. It's good I, to have those. I have said this for years, and it had to have been the Holy Spirit, because it was nothing that I could have possibly thought on my own, but it makes so much sense once I'll say it. Obviously, if you're not a Christian or not a follower of Jesus, like you're going to have questions, for sure. 
But my thing was, if you're a Christian, if you ascribe to faith and follow Jesus, I'm always like, you should have a lot more questions. Mm -hmm. Because if you kind of think about it from a bird's eye view, like, and this will also, you know, tie in with Catholicism, like, Jesus came into the world like through a virgin mother. That right there is enough to trip anybody. Yeah. Wait, like all of these little, again, performing miracles, healing, again, multiple accounts. I think now that it's really cool that we live in an age where we have things like the Bible app where you can literally have a wealth of knowledge like right at your fingertips. And there's so many good things and there are things that are just a little dicey. So just kind of be cautious as you journey on if that's something that you're interested in yeah i think just the overarching like did god create the world like did he do it in seven days my my, the thing that i always like to go back to is like our origin story i think genesis might be like one of my favorite books of like this is how we all kind of started like if you ascribe to that and creation evolution like again multiple podcasts have covered all this not that we're going to dive in but like just so many things of I think we always need to be learners and teachable and curious. And then I think there comes a point where then you do have to trust. And it yes, is, you it's you have to suspend like, belief. Okay. Yeah, you have to suspend belief. There are a lot of aspects to it that are supernatural that yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. That sound as I even as I just said it, I just went ugh. You know, just saying it is so just ugh to me. And there's things I, that we can comprehend and things that we can't, and that's yeah, where it's I, I that think, faith that yeah. it means it means something, whether it is very like literal or not fictional, but what's the word you had said it earlier, like allegory or um, yes. imagery or different things, different mm-hmm. things like that. We're not 21 anymore, though maybe we'd like to be. Where do you kind of find yourself now? You said you're going through the Bible chronologically, which is something very new. The Bible, as it's laid out, is it's grouped together by similar books talking about specific things and topics. So chronologically is as best scholars have found where these Mm -hmm. pieces fit together. Yeah. So yeah, how has that been for you? It's been very eye-opening because I never really ever read the Bible. In the 39 years on this earth, I've never read the Bible, (laughs) if you could believe it. I've read sections. I've never read, you know, full things and really understood them. I am really in the Old Testament right now, which is very eye-opening and disturbing in some cases. It's and a lot of history. It's a lot of history. Um, it's a lot of history. It's There's a lot of theology out there that you can study, too, to kind of really get into the meat and potatoes of the whys, yeah. which I won't get into in this. But it's been very interesting. And it's been a good – it's been this – the through throughput, I think is what they call it. Here's my other uh, – <laughs> vocab word yay diane's vocab words for the day i think the throughput the old testament obviously is the is jesus so you see it and what's nice with this podcast that correlates to what i'm what what i'm reading is it points out the pieces the sort of prophetic words the uh the sort of future 
of things to come. And even just reading that, you're like, wow, this is insane. If this is true, it is true. But like, if this is true, they knew that before it happened, you know, so if anything, it made me uh, have a better relationship with God. It made me have a better understanding, even just from where I'm at right now, where I'm at is in Psalms because it jumped to Psalms. It's like going from Psalms to Samuel to Chronicles. So it's it's chronologically it's jumping around because a lot of them are the same thing. So if anything, it's very eye opening. It's building this relationship. It's building this baseline that I just never had and never thought about. So yeah, that's good. So it's good. I don't go to church, though. That's that's my sort of thing of where I'm at now. I don't belong to a church. I don't have a church that I, you know, go to on a regular basis. I don't go to church on Sunday. So I can't say to, <laughs> I'm on a slow journey. I don't know. I've been hurt a lot by churches and, and because churches are run by humans and a lot of different sort of that's a whole nother thing but that's my yes. struggle is churches yeah. and the sort of assemblies obsession with the leaders of churches and that they are imperfect people i think that there's a lot of power that's given to them that it's just really hard for me to be in a church right now i'm still i'm still not in that also we're not gathering in churches really that much now maybe we are but it's i just can't I, I get in even online, like I watch stuff online and then I'm just totally turned off. So I, I don't know what that is. I think it's just past PTSD of, yes. uh, of being hurt. Yeah, I think we all carry that. I carry a lot more than I ever thought I did. Again, dealing with imperfect people, trying to love a perfect God. It's hard. It's straight up difficult most days. But yeah, I think... The pandemic was different for me being or finding a church now uh, about four, three, four years ago that I kind of went to consistently. And then COVID obviously moved to online. I haven't stepped foot in a church in like five months since they've been going back to in person. And again, there was a lot of hurt and a lot of decisions that led to me leaving ultimately, which that's another conversation for another time. It is really hard. It's really hard when there are people who are supposed to represent something and they don't represent that very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Christians get the big take notice sign of hypocrites and that's a whole other conversation too of like, we're all trying and we're all curious and throughout your lifetime, you'll find people that have the same curiosities as you or, again, the people who do take everything very literally versus people where this is very much open to interpretation. But I think the best thing, some of the best things to do is keep asking questions. Don't ever stop. And find someone that you can just talk to about it with. I think the best thing times about our conversations, like we literally had no answers. We just kept going until we couldn't go anymore. I think reading reading the Bible is important. I don't do it as much except for last year when I read the whole NT. That's where you're going to get it straight from the source. And yeah, because we believe in someone we can't see, we're going to have to rely on the word to show us who he ultimately is. And then there will be people in situations in life where he provides and, you know, he kind of shows himself through other people. So and if you are one to find a faith community, do it. Small groups are cool. A lot of people gathering, reading some things, asking questions, which is cool. I think the one thing I'll say to wrap up my little bit of this is 
It's a journey and you're never going to arrive. It's a daily walk. And, you know, sometimes you'll read the Bible and very it takes consistently. Practice. Some days you'll fall off that train. Mm-hmm. Some days you forget to pray or some weeks you forget to pray. Like at the end of everything, like God knows your heart. I believe that. And he knows. Mm-hmm. And so it would he'll, be a thing where like, don't beat yourself up because <laughs> he'll meet you where you are. Yeah, I think that's been really good. And then again, like exactly what you said earlier, Bob Goff in our devotional that we're reading, Living Grace, Walk in Love. He's like, we all got questions and like Jesus modeled for us how to live. So like, just go love people. And that's exactly what he did. And so I think that's the yeah, perfect thing. Don't, don't throw any, don't put anything more into that explanation. Just go love everyone. Quit being that's a <laughs> know-it-all. Yeah. <laughs> don't make it political. Don't make it anything. Just go love everyone. Hopefully you can find that you, whatever, like we said, whatever you believe in, that you can um, have some sort of spiritual awakening that will help you on your journey as well. And we'll see you next time. Okay, bye, friends. All right. Bye. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to check out our website at don'tworryyourenough.com, which links to our blog. We will see you next week.